Good morning, my family. How are you? Good, 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 good. We have an awful lot to cover this morning. So let me tell you how it's going to go. I'm going to share a little bit about the invest campaign, about the building concepts. And then I have uh, a video, a little video mini tour of our new home that I'm going to show you. Then I'm going to introduce you to some friends that have worked on this campaign with us. And then I'll come back and share a little bit more. And we will all kind of together uh, turn in our pledge cards in these boxes up on the stage. So that'll give you an idea. But let's go ahead and dive into it by beginning with a tone-setting passage that if you would like to follow along, you totally can. If not, you just listen. But I'm going to be in Exodus 35, verse 4. Exodus 35, verse 4. And I actually just turned to it, so that should be amazing. All right, here we go. Exodus 35, verse 4, even though it's printed on my sheet right here, I turned anyway. Okay, here we go. I want to set the right heartbeat for what we're going to do. And it begins with a story that God gave Moses a plan to build a tabernacle. A tabernacle is a mobile temple where you can set it up and tear it down. But it was going to be really expensive. And so Moses was probably thinking, how in the world are we going to get this done? And then God gave him an idea and it went something like this. Verse 4. Moses said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, This is a thing that the Lord has commanded. Take from among you a contribution to Yahweh or the Lord. Whoever is of a generous heart, let him bring the Lord's contribution. And then he lists stuff that they needed. Gold, silver, and bronze, blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen, goat's hair, tanned ram skins and goat skins, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, and onyx stones and stones for setting for the ephod and for the breastpiece. All right. We will not be receiving goat skin offering today. Just clarifying. If you brought a ram skin, it's awkward. Everyone can smell it from here. All right? So go ahead and leave that in the car. Here we go. Verse 10. Let every skillful craftsman among you come and make all that the Lord has commanded. So they didn't just give of their items. They actually even gave of their skills. Verse 20. Then all the congregation of the people of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. They went home to pray on it and see what they had. And they came, verse 21, everyone whose heart stirred him and everyone whose spirit moved him and brought the Lord's contribution to be used for the tent of meeting and for all its service. Verse 22. So they came, both men and women, all who were of a willing heart, and they brought all their stuff. Verse 23, everyone who possessed blue or purple or scarlet yarn, stuff like that. Verse 24, everyone who could make a contribution of silver or bronze. Verse 25, every skillful woman spun with her hands and brought all that they had spun. Verse 27, the leaders brought precious stones and oil. And then the key, verse 29. All the men and women, the people of Israel, whose heart moved them to bring anything for the work that the Lord had commanded by Moses to be done, brought it as a free will offering to the Lord. Here's the tone we need to set. 
There was a lot of stuff in the Old Testament that was mandatory. Uh, their tithe was mandatory. That was their national taxes underneath a theocracy. God was the commander of their entire nation. And so he said they had a mandatory 10% for three separate issues that they had to bring. He said, if you bring in my tithe, I will bless your land. If you do not, I will shut you down. That's called mandatory. That's called a little bit nerve wracking. That's called a little scary, right? That's the, the old covenant that was for Israel. This was not mandatory. This was not a blessings curse concept. This had nothing to do with you better do this or we're going to have consequences. God made it very clear over and over and over. This was a free will offering. He merely said, whoever has a heart to give, whoever has something to give, whoever wants to give, however it works for you, but it has to be done in joy and in fun, and it's not a pressure thing. This is the tone I want to set for us today. Anything that I'm about to tell you moving forward is not guilt-based. It is not something that you are pressured into doing. It is not something that I will manipulate you about. It is absolutely to be surrounded with joy and fun or we ruined it. The whole point is that when you move into a new house, you're supposed to be excited about it. You're not supposed to go, oh, great, a new house. Right? So what we're trying to do is share with you literal numbers because we're talking as a family. We're going to be sharing with you so that you know what we know. If you want any more details, some of those are in the notes I'll post. But really, I'm going to kind of go through it rapidly for you. But I'm going to share with you family business. But what I don't want you to hear is, wow, you better contribute or you're not part of the family. That is absolutely not true. You wouldn't do that with your children. You wouldn't do that with your loved ones. You wouldn't do that with your friends. And we're not going to do that with you. This is supposed to be joyful. This is supposed to be fun. The other thing I need you to know is no matter what you bring, whether it's a dollar or a million dollars, everything is significant to God. He knows how to multiply it. He stopped his whole disciples and said, guys, do you see this woman over here? She gave out of what she had and he honored her. So the other thing I don't want anyone to feel, no matter what I throw up on this screen, is this. Man, I didn't give enough. I didn't do enough. I feel guilty or I'm not as good. That is absolutely incorrect. That's not how Jesus looks at stuff. What he does is he takes loaves and fishes from a little boy and he feeds thousands. That's how he works. So all we're going to do today is have fun, go over some exciting things, learn about God's miracles, and then all together put in our cards, whether we're praying or whether we're praying and donating, doesn't matter. We then place those on the box, hand them into God's hands, and let him multiply them. That is his job. That's not our job. So let's dive into some of the practical family matters for you. If you are brand new, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I got a chance after our services last night. I, went, I go into the fellowship hall, and I'll meet you all there afterwards. I went into the fellowship hall, and I met three people, brand new, first time to the church ever. And I'm like, really? Your friends don't like you. Why would they bring you on the day we're talking about the campaign? What was so awesome 
was all three of them engaged with it in such a beautiful way. And they said, you know what? We thought it was fun. So it was great. I'm happy. Praise God he covered that. All right? Uh, I'm just telling you, if you're brand new, we actually talk about other stuff too. All right, praise the Lord. Here we go. Uh, We are finishing up this four-part series uh, that we've been giving you all the strategy and the new reorg and the designs and all the purposefulness and the intentionality of discipleship that we are bringing uh, in Bridgeway. And now we wanted to culminate in talking about our new building. So let's, let's go back in time for a moment. Why are we moving? Uh, if you are like me, you like here. Uh, in other words, I look around this place and I love this campus. I understand there's awkwardness about getting places. I understand that it's not set out for a church, but I love this place. Uh, you saw in the video that we had last week that My littlest daughter was just kind of a toddler when we were turning the dirt for the building that we're in right now. Uh, I've watched God move in this place, and I'm personally attached to this place. I love this place. I think it's a beautiful sanctuary. I think that it's filled our needs, and I'm thankful. So what I don't want to do is say that what we have right now is not good. What we have right now is we're spoiled beyond belief, actually. What we are moving into, I believe, is indeed better for us, but it is also wonderful. You're allowed to praise God for two items, right? You're allowed to say, I love what I have, and I love what I'm going to get, all right? That's okay. We don't have to degrade one. However, there are limitations to here, and there's reasons why we're moving. If you look right now, you would say, man, why would we go get a new building and and build out a place and spend all this money when there's a seat open right next to me? Um, let me tell you why there's a couple other reasons why we're moving and they have nothing to do with space. So let me, let me share this with you. Uh, first of all, our leases are up here. We have to move or we have to sign another lease. Y'all know what leases are, right? Y'all own cell phones. Those are like the phone contract. All right. If you're in an apartment, you got to sign a lease and a lease means you are promising to pay a certain amount of money over a certain amount of time. And if you don't, you're in breach of contract. Yeah, we all know how that works. So you are promising a certain amount of money. Our leases are up here. Do you realize we're in two buildings? Did you know that they are two different owners? Originally, we had one owner and then one fell into bankruptcy And so someone else bought that building and we have this building. So moving forward, we have two landlords. Now that causes a complication, but since we were already grandfathered in, we had the ability to sign a lease for both places and they wanted a five-year lease or a seven-year lease. Let me just give you an idea on numbers. If we would sign the five-year lease, we are committing to $9 million. If we sign a seven-year lease, that's $12 million. Now, let me ask you this. Do you want to commit to $12 million in rent or do you want to commit to own a a place? Yeah, amen? All right. Okay, so right off the bat, let's talk about leases. We needed to move or we needed to make some decisions and we felt that stewardship-wise, we thought there was a better way in order to spend the money of the church. So we wanted to move for that reason alone. Number two, we wanted financial freedom. The amount that we pay in rent cannot be adjusted. The amount that you can work with your mortgage and place it out can be adjusted. And that would allow for appropriate payroll, which has been crushed. It allows for ministry dollars that we have not been allowed to spend. We needed a freedom to be able to move our money around that we can't do right now. So 
although it is an incredible deal, although it is amazing, and you're going to find out more and more how amazing it is as we go throughout our time, just understand, we needed the financial freedom and we wanted to have ownership. We wanted to invest in something that we would own as opposed to something that we would rent and then walk away from, okay? And then lastly, we do have space challenges here. You'd say, well, it seems okay in here. Well, it depends on the weekend. One of our biggest space limitations is parking. And you look and you kind of go, well, I mean, all right, there's, there's spaces out there. I was doing okay. You're not in the second service. Here's why. Do you realize that every Sunday when I come to church and my entire staff, we don't park in our parking lot. Do you know that we all park across the street and down behind all those buildings? We walk a while to get to church in order to open up a space for you. Because it's not that we can't handle one service or another service, it's where they overlap. So what happens is when this service leaves, a lot of the parking spaces are still full when the other team arrives. We actually tried to shove it out apart 45 minutes for a gap between the two, but the pastor keeps talking so long, that gap keeps closing. I know, come on. Right? <laughs> so when they come in, they circle and circle and circle the parking lot waiting for y'all to leave. Okay. And they're like little vultures trying to find your spot. Uh, unfortunately, we've also had people that because they couldn't find a spot, they just decided to leave and not even try Bridgeway. So here, here's my point. It's not good. We have 550 spaces now. All right. And that is not sufficient for what we need. So there's other limitations in terms of future expansion. We cannot expand here. I believe, and you could argue with me, but uh, this is something that I focus on a lot. I believe that we have capped our growth numerically for the last five years. Uh, we watched the church grow, and then we watched us hit a wall, and we crushed our growth, and we actually have shrunk as a church over the last five years. Numerically, we can't handle it because of limitations. We need the ability to expand in order to be healthy. So these are the reasons why we're moving. You look and you go, oh, I thought it was all about being bigger and better. It's not. It's just practical. It's dollars and cents, and it's also just freedom. All right? That's kind of why. So what are we actually purchasing? What we have bought on the other side here, just down the road at the Sherwest Complex, this is now the Bridgeway Complex, right? Amen. Yeah? calling it sure west anymore uh, we have the keys we have the place all right yeah that final little thing got removed and all got cleared and closed and escrow's done and man we get to go to town we get to move forward so that's fantastic what did we purchase we purchased a 25 acre campus which was four buildings 207,000 square feet of space for 12 million bucks we bought 24 acres of land for 2 million bucks and we bought a whole lot of parking amen we have we have 550 spaces now if we striped everything out we would have 1500 spaces in the new building now what that amen yeah we need that what that means is that if we need it, there's expansion room for two services to crisscross without causing a major problem. So praise the Lord for that. So how do you make a church home? What do you have to do to it in order to make it usable for us? It is not designed for a church yet. And so we have to do a lot of changes. We engage with those changes in steps. 
When we first engaged with the process, we were trying to figure out any way just to buy it. Then we began to look at it and say, how do we make it a home? How do we make it a home? Well, we ran into some things. So as I talk to you about these, I want you to understand these are beyond the purchase price. The purchase price will not change. It has not changed. That's solid. It's beyond soft costs like permitting, paperwork, and it's beyond city demands, which were about 300 grand. That stuff to talk about is boring. Let's move on. It is beyond the critical office and area renovation, which is a big part of the cost. Beyond all of that, let me just share with you some things we needed to do to make it a home. And I'll go through them rapidly because I've shared some of them with you before. We needed to renovate the sanctuary. When we first were going to purchase the place, we thought that that was going to be maybe a part of our campus. And if we had enough uh, funds generated from our first campaign, we were going to break ground on a new sanctuary that was size appropriate. We did not get in that amount of money. So we went to plan B, which was renovate and stay there for a number of years until we can move into the new land, right? Build some stuff. So we have a whole campus. So we had to start changing how we looked at it and how we could fit everyone. The sanctuary is smaller than it is right now. So we had to expand it out. We found a way to blow out a wall 33 feet. In order to do that, it's costly. When we did that and moved the wall, two beams showed up right in front of the stage because they're weight bearing, all right? In order to move them, it's expensive. So either I can play peekaboo around the pole the whole time and you're going, you're doing it right now. No, 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 they were closer to the stage and both in the middle. In order to move those, there's a cost associated with that. All right. We also talked about the children's area redesign, that in order to move everything around to get all the children on the bottom floor was hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. But we needed to do that for the sheer flow and usage of how we use the building. Moms can't cart the kids upstairs and downstairs, and there's only one elevator, and you're not waiting 42 minutes just to get upstairs. You understand what I mean? All right. Well, then we needed a new staircase. For flow and occupancy, we have three of them that go from the second floor all the way down to the basement. We needed a fourth so that we could move through the building right. We needed a sign package. If you don't have signs, you probably live there. You don't know how important they are until you're new. When you're brand new, you realize how much signs matter. Or if you have to use the restroom, you know how signs matter, right? All right. We also have audiovisual needs. We are not walking into a theater. We're walking into a warehouse. Uh, we have to put all the sound proofing all around the walls. We have to be able to outfit it and design it. All that stuff is required. There's certain spots where we need to have monitors because the visual is not as clear. All right, so we have these needs and these demands. But one thing I do want to say that I believe all those are absolutely necessary. There is one element I want to talk to you about that is more of a want. It's more of a fun item. And you may go, well, is that totally necessary when we're talking about the money that we have? Well, I don't know. I'll let you decide. Um, we would like to have a little mini cafe in the lobby. And here's why. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, latte! Woo! Okay, <laughs> y'all calm down. <laughs> uh, here's why we want that. 
we are designing the lobby to look more like a hotel lobby that has a lot of different seating areas constructed so that people can come and just hang out and fellowship. We wanted a coffee bar there so that it would make drinks so that you could come in during the week and either do your work there, hang out there, have your small group meet there, or just talk about God. We wanted ability to have little light sandwiches. It's not a whole big, huge thing. We're keeping it low key. But the idea was we needed a place for community. We needed a chance for everyone to be together. I know it's not absolutely necessary, but in my opinion, it's one of the reasons why we're a church is that we could be together. And so when I mention things like cafe fixture and equipment, that's what I'm talking about. I think it's very, very valuable for us. And I think we could use our campus more during the week if we had it, all right? So these are all the ideas. Um, Why don't we go ahead and take a little tiny tour through the building with me? Why don't we look at the screen? So this building that we are designing and trying to purchase has to do with accentuating the ministry, building it, advancing the kingdom. It's not the building, it's the people in the building and the power of God moving through the people. But we do get a chance to make something wonderful and exciting and create environments for God to be glorified. I mean, this whole thing is exciting because it's possibility and vision, and I love that idea. Uh, We are a healthy church, and healthy churches grow. When we're growing, you can't cage them. It's not right. We cage the growth of our church, and that's not a healthy thing to do. But I just need you to know, God knew what he was doing way in advance, and this is an incredible, incredible thing. What an amazing miracle God walked us right into. Hi, Bridgeway. It's Pastor Lance, and I am here at our brand new home, the home that you invested in, the home that you are building. And we're going to be going through periodically and giving you some updates on the construction projects. But before we get started, we wanted you to see it at the beginning. So let's go take a tour. All right. So we have come through one of the main entrances. and I wanted to introduce you what we're going to build here in our lobby that we are going to blow out this wall, and right behind this wall is another wall. We're blowing that one out too. But what I wanted you to know is this is going to be one wide hallway and lobby all the way down, sweeping through into the sanctuary. Let's go take a look. Okay, so here we are in the sanctuary, and there's a number of things I want to talk to you about. When we talk about some significant improvements to make this our home, we were referring to the northern wall right here. That's going to be blown out another 33 feet out into the parking lot. That allows us to have a similar size sanctuary to what we have right now. This has always been about people having space to learn about Jesus Christ. This has always been about who can can we bring in to train up and equip so that we might bring the wholeness of Jesus out into a broken world? Now we're in the basement of this three-story building. This is primarily the youth space. 
this room right here that's wide open is going to be used for Fuel High School Ministries. There are some areas of this building that did give us extra space. This is one of them where we get a chance to minister to more kids and be able to love on more people and involve more lives in the gospel of Jesus. There's a very similar room just like this down the hallway that will be for Edge Middle School Ministries right down this way. All right, so now we're out in the courtyard, and I want to show you this. This is one of my favorite parts of the whole entire complex. As you can see out here, this is a beautiful location. But as beautiful as this is, we even have more ideas on how to make it better and to allow even more community. So what we have here is a courtyard, and you can see that there's a wall that separates it between the parking and the time for community. What that allows is for the kids to be safe in here, being able to run around and have fun with each other while we're all talking as parents, and it separates us. Can you imagine how much parking we have out there? Right now, we have about 550 spaces at our current facility. This one can have upwards of 1,500 parking spaces. That's a lot of parking, and you know as well as I do, it's a big deal. In addition to this incredible campus that we've been talking a lot about, and we should because it's amazing, I am right here on the edge of the wetlands that separates us between our campus and our land. That is 17.5 buildable acres of vision. And we're going to go out there in a moment, and I'll tell you what our ideas are for that. But one thing I wanted to mention before we move forward is that we are in a light industrial area right now. We don't have any neighbors. We don't have anyone we can share the gospel with next door. We are moving into an area with a massive neighborhood, with Boljan Middle School being a place that we can love on and care for. And wow, now it's time that we get to be salt and light in the world. Here out on the land, I wanted to share a few last things with you. One of them was the idea that with this much land, imagine the possibilities. Imagine that even in the short term, while we're preparing for our future, we could do things like soccer fields, community outreach. The sky's the limit. All we know is that what we're investing in is going to have massive value. But if we're going to talk about what I dream about, if we're going to talk about what the future is for this land, what I picture are three beautiful buildings, one being our brand new sanctuary, one being our youth center, one being our kids way center, while still utilizing our campus that we're moving into right now, still allowing that to be offices and partnerships with other ministries. I'm telling you, I'm absolutely convinced the best is yet to come. Let the darkness fear Show your mighty hand Heal our streets and land Set your church on fire When this nation lies Change the atmosphere Build your I would like to introduce you to two friends of mine, John and Jim Esway run Crossroads Ventures Group. They are not only our brokers, but they are also our property managers. They have been our friends through this entire process. They have uh, personally invested of their own resources into this project. They have walked with us. They have cried with us. They have laughed with us. Would you welcome Jim and John Esway? 
morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so um, here's what we want to do. The Board of Elders, Lance, they wanted each one of you to know where we started and know where we are right now. So I'm, I put it in a zip file in my brain so I could say it, get it done quick. This is two years of work, effort. Uh, here we go. So about two years ago, my son Ryan Sway, who's a member here, who attends on a regular basis. Anybody know Ryan? Okay, fine. So so, so, so he, he says, hey, Uncle Jimmy, hey, J- hey Dad, we heard that uh, Bridgeway's kicking tires to looking for another place. Okay, so I called someone on the on the board who I've known for years. I don't know if he called or I called him, but it, we uh, got together with him, and here we are today. But uh, so they told us what they wanted. They didn't. You guys didn't really have any money. No, there was no money in the bank, but lots of tithing, millions of dollars in tithing. But it was going out to where it goes, paying salaries, paying mission, going to missions, and so it's difficult to buy something when you don't have any cash. And usually, it takes about thirty percent down to do it. What we talked about building something, and building something would have been thirty-five to forty million dollars. Uh, that was out. So we were coming out of a really deep recession. This property was on the market, eighty-one fifty industrial, asking twenty-two million dollars. They didn't get anywhere. It was sitting for a couple of years, and finally, the first investor group came in, a developer that wanted to buy it. So they put it in escrow. They were 45 or 60 days. They walked away because they couldn't make it work. We, we approached them and said, we have Bridgeway. And they go, yeah, but it's a church. We don't know how to underwrite them. So it didn't work. Second group came in four or five months later. Uh, we knew them as well. We presented Bridgeway to them, uh, and, and uh, they couldn't underwrite it. So there we go again. The third group comes in. We really know these guys real well. Jim used to work with one of them, different group. They... Uh, same problem. They couldn't underwrite us. So I have honestly never prayed for something bad to happen, but I did. <laughs> Truth. So let's just pretend it was a Tuesday night. I don't remember what night it was, but but we knew that this group was going to go hard, meaning they're going to go remove the contingencies and close on it in three months or two months. And so they told us they were going to go hard the next day. I prayed that they wouldn't go hard and they just go away. <laughs> First call I get the next morning is from the listing broker. The deal died. We, <laughs> we want Bridgeway to come in directly. Sure West wants to finance them. They want, we want to do something really good for the community. Bring in an offer. And that was the beginning. So, yeah. We still didn't have any money until you all stepped up. And this is, this was, there's a million miracles here, and this was one huge one. Thank you. Jimmy's going to talk a little bit about dollars and the return and this grand slam you guys just hit because 8150 is yours now. It's yours. Well, it's great to be here. Um, Bridgeway Christian Church has the keys to 8150. Christ holds the keys to sin and death. Amen. Amen. That's, that's good news. This has been an act of grace and mercy. John and I have just been privileged to be a part of this, to meet your elders, to meet Lance. We're a little intimidated. You know, we tried to wear shirts that are out and, uh, we, (laughs) we, uh, we are not the property brothers, but, um, we, uh, we are not as exciting as 
Lance, but we are here to boast. We're to, here to boast in one thing, and that is we know and understand our God, and we have an amazing God. I just want to share some things today that should blow you away. Not All right, clap. Come on, you can clap. All right. That feels good. You have no idea after two and a half years of working with Lance, it's over. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, it's actually just begun. Listen to this verse. It's, it's incredible. 1 Corinthians 2.9, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. You guys love him by the way that you give. When we heard that you gave in a week, I'm sorry, we are of little faith. John and I, we had no clue that this was possible. But with God, all things are possible. And that is an incredible thing. Thus says the Lord, let not a wise man boast of his wisdom. Let not the mighty boast of his might. Let not a rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts, boasts of this. He understands and knows me that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, righteousness, on the earth, for I delight in these things, de- declares the Lord. Well, the, the next couple things I'm going to say, and I know Lance is looking at his watch saying, get these guys off here. Uh, but we have a couple things to share with you. You're, I'm going to make this really fast. You're, you're in um, 88,000 square feet currently that you lease. You're paying 150,000 square feet, excuse me, $150,000 a month. You just purchased 207,000 square feet on 50 acres. That's a miracle. But hear these numbers. After we lease out the remaining space in this building, your net operating costs will be approximately $60,000 a month. That's unbelievable. If that's not unbelievable enough, uh, 30 days prior to closing escrow, God gave you another miracle. You closed escrow at $14 million. The appraisal included the improvements that you're going to put in, but it appraised for $20 million. Now, this is why John and I can't boast. We're in real estate, been in it over 60 years. We've done a lot of great deals, done a lot of bad deals. We can't even touch this deal. This deal is unbelievable. It's, it's a miracle. Uh, maybe it's Lance, and we're thinking about hiring him, by the way. Um, uh, here's another figure, and we're going to end here. Um, after we lease up the space, which you guys can be praying, Lord willing, within the next six months to a year, it's 88,000 square feet. If we capitalize that rent, including your occupancy, the value of your property will be $31 million. Amen. And finally, your cash-on-cash return based on the investment that you folks have made is over 340%. So that being said, I'll just close with this. John and I have gained a lot in real estate, and we've lost a lot. Many of you probably have. We've never lost anything where we've invested in the kingdom of God. Amen. So Lance did not tell me to say this, but give liberally give with your whole heart boast in god it's not about the building it's about knowing and understanding your god amen
bye-bye. They know how to turn off your mic at the right time, John. That's right. Bye-bye. I would just like to say uh, thank you to two other people without which none of this would have occurred, and that is our business manager, Justin Storm, and Lydia Olson, who runs our campaign. Uh, God is good, and he's been so wonderful to us. And I, and I just needed you to hear from uh, an outside source that what we invested in is right, uh, that it makes sense financially, that it's important for us to do, and we needed that type of freedom. So real quick, let me just spin through the numbers and tell you what we're talking about today as a family. Um, it is this. When we first got in just to purchase the area with a basic floor plan that we uh, had to later change, uh, was $4 million. Uh, you already know that number. Uh, then the elder board had to make a series of decisions about what we would include and wouldn't include, and those were a lot of the things that we just told you. The number kept going up as we expanded the sanctuary. That's a half million dollars. Uh, to move the poles, 150 grand. To do the children's expense, uh, it was about 600 grand. Uh, there's a lot of challenges that we were faced with. Um, and we had to determine, are these things that we're going to do? Are we going to do flooring? Well, flooring's important. Um, are, we, <laughs> are we going to do uh, furnishings and things like that? Of course we are. So here's what I'm here to say. The amount that is required to make up the delta of what actual costs are versus what we have uh, is far in excess of what we're going to talk to you about because we don't believe that it is fair to say, well, these costs ratcheted, and so we need this much. What we wanted to do was say, listen, we can go out and get more construction loans, which from the same company that's going to be watching over the whole thing for us. What we are asking you for is, will all that be necessary? Will, are we able to have some money for tenant improvements for our tenants? In other words, we're now a landlord. Whenever you're a landlord and somebody wants to come and rent out your building, many will pass by if there's no TI dollars, tenant improvement dollars, and you will lose out on people that will lease your space. We don't have that in the bank. We don't have that as part of this process. Well, we might after this weekend. So here's what we are talking to you about. We are looking to raise above and beyond any pledges that have already been given. That means that we need you to fulfill any pledge of the second year that you have said that you are going to do. And we have a spot where we can have you check that off. Above and beyond, we are asking for $1.5 million. Why? 500 grand of that is to make up for our brothers and sisters that for one reason or another, God did not allow them to have the funding to follow through on their pledges. Make sense? They gave it the pledge in faith. There's no guilt associated with it. There's no heaviness. It's that God did not bring in the blessing to follow through on that. All right. That means the rest of us step in and we go, all right, I'd love to pick that up. And then what else can I do, Lord? The million dollars is our way of investing more into the process, knowing that the costs rise and that we are all benefiting from it. So as a family, we jump in together. That's simply it. So 
when we talk about these things, we need to fill the pledge and then we figure out what in addition to that, or are we brand new to the campaign? When I say a phrase like $1.5 million, for some of us, including me, it's hard to wrap my mind around that type of money. How would that even work? Is somebody supposed to suddenly show up with 750 grand? Is that how it's going to work? Uh, actually, we have a gift profile chart that we can throw up on the screen here. Actually, this is what it would look like. We have not had throughout this whole entire process one person come in and drop a million dollars. We have all done it with our loaves and fishes. We have all done it for this many families did this and these families did this and those who were able to give more were able to give more. Those who weren't, weren't. God used all of it, scooped it all together and made something happen. But it was not from these massive million dollar things that are dropped on us. The same thing's going to happen here. You ask the Lord, Lord, are you asking me to do something? I'll do that. You take care of the rest of the details. That's it. That's as simple as it can be. So what we're going to do is we're going to fill out our cards together as a family. If you didn't bring one, maybe you brought one from home. That was something that I suggested that you would do. If you did not bring a card, I'm going to talk about it. And it's better if you can see one. Uh, if you did not bring a card, can you just raise your hand? We will bring one to you. We have a bunch of ushers that will hand them out to you. Uh, let's go ahead and pass out the cards. We got them. Keep your hand up until you get one. Otherwise, it's really boring to stare at something that you do not have. Okay. Um, the other thing is everyone is involved in this because the number one box on the card says, I'm going to pray. I would hope that everybody here is going to be able to pray over this process. So you will have something to check. You will have a card to drop because we need to know we can count on you for prayer. All right. While they're handing them out, let me just talk to everyone online. Hi to everyone out there. There's hundreds of you out in our uh, online campus. And so we just wanted to tell you this on your screen, on the open portal on your right hand side of your screen is an invest tab down at the bottom right hand side. If you click on that, it will open up a screen that is a pledge card exactly like what we're looking at here. So if you want to open that now, you'll be able to follow along with us. If you fill that out online and send it, it electronically goes over to us just like online giving. All right. So you can join in with us as well. Did everybody get a car? A couple more over here and over here. All right. So let me explain something about the cards. Everyone look at your card. They're confusing. Okay, there we go. Uh, no matter how much we tried to make this understandable, apparently it's impossible. We did this about 15 different ways and every one of them made everyone go insane. So the version we went with, unfortunately, was no better. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to listen to my voice. And forget about what you see in front of you, all right? Yeah, this is like hypnotism 101, right? Um, I want you to be able to follow the directions I'm going to give you so that our cards make sense, okay? Uh, those of you that are overachievers and already turned in your card, you tried to follow the directions on the card, all right? That's impossible. So we don't know what in the world you're talking about. So anyway, let's keep moving on. Here's what we have. There are three sections. The first one is the prayer section. The second one is anyone that's been involved in the process so far. 
If you've pledged in the past, if you've given in the past, this section is for you. If you have an outstanding pledge, this section is for you. Section three is for someone that's never been involved before. So let's be real clear on that. If you're brand new to the church and said, Lance, a year and a half ago when you laid this out, I wasn't even here. Great. You want to be part of it? This third section is for you. So let's talk about the second section. For all of you that have given before, here's what we need you to do. One box I need you to check is if you have fulfilled or you will fulfill any outstanding pledges, I need you to check that box. We need to know what we can count on. Remember, everything that we're talking about today is above and beyond outstanding pledges. Now, the second thing that I need you to do, and I have my little, my little card right here. The second thing that I need you to do is it says, I would like to adjust my total. You check that box. And then in this bar, here's what I want you to write. Don't look at your card. Here's what I want you to write. I want you to write my first, just write the amount of your first pledge plus or minus, if God said, you know what? Whoa, you went way over the top. You need to mellow out. Plus or minus a new number and then put your actual total after the equal sign, right? So equals this. We can actually follow that. So if you would just put your original pledge amount, what your adjustment is, and then the actual total, and then make sure you fill out your name and address on the back. Just having a pledge that it's not attached to anyone doesn't help us at all. So you can always give one-time gifts and you can also give installment. You can give in person, you can give online. All those things are open to you. All right, let's close this thing out. Yes, if you don't remember, that's a great question. If you don't remember your original pledge, like me, uh, then you put a, huh? Big question mark, right? And you're saying plus, new pledge, that one, and then your total is, huh, plus that, okay? So, well said, excellent. Uh, a lot of us don't remember that, okay? Um, so, what we're going to do is we're all going to turn them in together, but here's how we're going to do it so we don't trample each other. We are actually going to dismiss from the back, uh, row by row, we're going to have everyone come up, and you're going to walk up and put it in the boxes, if your row is dismissed and for whatever reason you don't feel like you can check the box that says pray or what have you or you need to get out of here faster, you're allowed when your row is dismissed, you're able to just slip out the back. Please don't worry about that. This isn't a pressure thing. But for all of us, we would like to come forward. Our ushers will direct you not only how to come up here, but how to go out smoothly I'm going to go into the fellowship hall, so if any of you want to come over and talk with me or hang out with me a little bit, I'm going to be in the fellowship hall, which is right across from the bathrooms. You can follow the signs, <laughs> all right? And I just want to tell you this as we finish. God has been so sweet to us, and if he never did one more thing, he is glorious and mighty and wonderful. And I want you to know that you have been generous and you have been over the top, and if you never gave one more thing, it's wonderful. I just want you to know that we love you. I want you to know that this is fun, and that we get a chance to do something crazy together, and when we're all safely there and watching all the blessing, you can say, you know what? I was part of that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and do this. Uh -huh.